Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in on episode 13. This is a series where I chat with a diverse group of Whistler kids who grew up in our small Canadian mountain town. It's diverse from actors to Olympians to business leaders, DJs, singers. A lot of talent has come out of our town, Whistler. Today I chat with our third Whistler kid. Let me introduce episode 13's guest that I'll be dropping in with. She was born and raised in Whistler, and like most, had a childhood full of sports and activities. She then found her love for the performing arts, starting with with musical theater, dance, and drama programs. That quickly evolved to her working in the Vancouver and LA film and TV industry for over 10 years. She's been in Bates Motel, iZombie, Disney's 16 Wishes, and Second Chance on Fox. She is currently focusing on her passion of photography and helping others within the healthcare industry. She's a friend, sister, daughter, actor, photographer, a Whistler kid. Let me introduce Jenna Romanen. Welcome to Dropping In. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Uh, I start the podcast with Mm -hmm. something that you haven't seen yet, which is the rapid fire 10 questions. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm in the hot seat already. I love it. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Yeah. Okay. Favorite season? Summer. Is it because it's summer right now? No, I swear. I I thrive in the heat and water. Um, I mean, I love the winter too. Obviously we grew up in Whistler, but summer is my number one, if I'm being honest. Okay. Yeah. Number two. First memory of elementary school that comes to mind? Oh, that's a great question. Um, one of my earliest memories was sitting in Miss Hart's kindergarten class with my best friend, Holly Hetherington, who shared, um, she had these snacks, um, bits and bites. Um, they're like the Cheerios and pretzels and all right. the good things. And we sat down and she would share her bits and bites with me. And I remember sitting on the carpet with her and she would give me some, which I thought was so nice because I didn't give her anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing is caring. Sharing Seriously. is caring. And yeah, that's, that's honestly one of my earliest memories as far as kindergarten goes. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I she's like the best. <laughs> wicked. Shout yeah. out. <laughs> Shout out, Holly. Yeah. Okay, number three, book or Netflix? Book. And then I follow up with what was the last book that you read? Oh, okay. I'm, um, I'm currently reading a really good one. Um, I just read, um, I've got a book club with a couple of girl, a uh, couple of girlfriends and, um, we just read this book called city of girls okay. and it was about New York in the 1940s. Um, really, really good. I'm a big reader like my mom. So I'm reading another book right now, um, called educated that a lot of people told me to get into. Um, educated. Yeah. Um, it's literally on my, nightstand right now. I can't read the author. It's Tara something. Um, I got it as a Christmas gift from uh, a girlfriend and it's really good. I try Books and read are as good much gifts. as I can. They're the best gifts. Honestly. I, did, I went on something just the other day, which means like a month ago. COVID yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and they're like, what have you been doing during COVID? I was like, well, you know, I've, I've read, I've read a little bit. I painted a little bit and I'm like yeah. bringing out the books that I've read. I'm like, am I a reader? 
You read a lot. <laughs> Honestly, it's in the past couple of years, I've really gotten back into reading, which it's just like, yeah, anytime I have downtime, I read before bed. It's like a night yes. ritual, which actually helps me sleep better. Way um, better sleep. 100% because my brain is like, okay, we're winding down now and yeah. I can enjoy reading a story. I mean, I'll have nights where I do the Netflix thing. 100%. And then you don't, I feel like I toss and turn once I do that. Because it's screen time, man. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah, the All books right. really helped me, but yeah, I love it. Educated. I'm going to look into that one. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's very good. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Number four, the last – now that we just talked about this and boohoo. Oh, yeah. Sure. The last app that you opened on your phone. Instagram. I'm a huge Instagram person, unfortunately. Okay. Where can people yeah. find you on Instagram? Oh, my handle? Yeah. What's your uh, handle? It's just, it's just my name, at Jenna Romanin. Okay. Got some cool photos on there, guys. Simple. I know you just mm -hmm. went, you, you were just in a pool. I was kind of. Jealous. I definitely was just at my parents' <laughs> pool. <laughs> so okay. obnoxious. No, it's perfect. It's summer. You have to. I mean, I try. Okay. Yeah. Number five. Mm -hmm. This is very telling. Oh, God. Yep. Whistler or Black Comb? Oh, man. The question <laughs> of the day. <laughs> That's such a scary question because there's like the Whistler riders and the Black Home riders. Okay. Okay, let's do a Whistler Black Home when you were a kid. Okay. Because you and were either one or the other, right? Yep. Yep. And what were you? As a kid, like young, young, it was yes. Whistler because yes. I was, I was skiing. Target of that. Yeah, I'm totally I was, biased. I was skiing, but Black Home, um, I started snowboarding when I was about seven. Um, cause my older brother, Steven was snowboarding and I was like, well, that's what I want to do. And I actually like it more than skiing. That's just my preference. It was it's easier fine. for me. Yeah. It was black home for snowboarding. Um, the terrain parks were so fun. Um, I was more familiar with riding on, um, on black home, but then I hop across to Whistler and I'm like, Whistler's the best. It's so gorgeous over there too. But for riding black home. Okay personal preference. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a Whistler girl through and through, but no, okay. What about I for like terrain park? I know I live on black home. Of course. And I, I ride black home. Um, yeah. I'm like the black sheep of my family though. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing I find like when I go like up with my family or with friends from out of town, it's always Whistler. Whistler's yeah. great. Yeah. And I just, I just more like as a teenager would have fun, like ripping around on black home. And then I rode the, the gondola, uh, the, the peak to peak. Oh my god! I was like, "What's it called?" <laughs> peak to peak. I rode it once, and I have a weird thing with heights, and it was so high. I was like, "This is a lot for me," and it was oh. so scary. I I did it once, and I probably won't do it again. <laughs> no way! That's like my commuter. I mean, it's great. Like I I need to go up and ride more, and I'm sure I would actually like ride on it again if I needed to. But I'm like, I'll just stick to one mountain. Yeah, I'm really weird with heights. And you can like see how high up you are. Fair. Totally. Oh, fair. I have a time. Yeah. <laughs> Were yeah. you just gripped the whole time? You're like, well, I just feel I'm like, we're going to fall. Like there's oh. no way we're not going to fall <laughs> in the air. You survive. Like, you're good. You yeah. Survive and I survive peak to peak. I survive every time. So it's like, it's a weird thing. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. I love this. I did this rapid fire with um, Natalie Morell in episode 11, and I'm like, it's not so rapid. It's more just talking. It's great. <laughs> We're women. What do you expect? Totally fine. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. All right. Number six, Whistler has a pedestrian village. When mm -hmm. you were younger, would you rather stroll the village or be at home or a friend's home? 
Oh man. You know what? In again, in my high school days, yeah. um, one thing we would do, especially in like grade eight, grade nine, when we were still like younger, you know, mm-hmm. it's still like very young. Yeah. Um, we would totally go into the village mm-hmm. after school. We would take the bus in, me and my friends, we would go to the arcade at the Village Eight Cinemas and we go play DDR for hours. Oh that would be like my See, you're just a little younger than me and we I know that. Yeah. Yeah. See that was that was a bit later. I respect Um, that though. That was like a big thing was uh arcade time. And we love yeah, we'd go to Moguls and get a hot chocolate and we'd walk around and like we'd go to Roots and like look at sweatpants. Yeah. we would do like the fun little walk around. That's, our, that's like our mall shopping, I guess. Seriously. Yeah. Or like my girlfriend worked at this uh, cafe and we'd go get cinnamon buns from her all the time. Oh, um, yeah. I think it was hot buns. I think that's what it was called. I don't know if it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. Okay. They have amazing cinnamon right buns. Right by the brass, like behind yeah. the brasserie. Right behind there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Great cinnamon That's been buns. there that long? Apparently, yeah. Dang. I okay. was like, yeah, I was a teenager, I guess, when we would do that, which is Wild. like a very long time ago. It feels like I know, me too. Don't worry. yeah. But then as we got older, we did like the friends hangs at the house. So, but and then I want to ask you now: mm-hmm. Would you walk the village, or would you rather be at home? Friends' house with wine, house. a thousand yeah. percent, and that's what we do. It's just yeah. a friend's kitchen with wine. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Number seven. What makes you laugh? No matter what. Oh, that's a great question. Episodes of The Office. Oh, yes. Yeah. And when I'm really having a bad day, I'll go on YouTube and watch uh, the bloopers from different seasons of The Office. And it literally makes me cry with joy. It's incredible. <laughs> I, I, love, I love that kind of comedy. Like I love uh, sitcoms and they just make me really happy. So I think, and that's like genuine laughing every time because Steve Carell is a genius. <laughs> Wicked. So yeah, that's off the top of my head. Yeah. No, good answer. Number eight, yeah. what is something you will not be doing in 10 years? Oh my Lord. Something I will not be doing. Taking the bus. Ooh. <laughs> I, I've never had a car down here in Vancouver. I've never needed one. Yeah. Um, and even when I was in LA, I surprisingly got around without a car just fine. Ooh, that's not easy. No, no. I did Uber when Uber just came out. Yeah, it was it was weird. I, I managed, but I think uh, I'm hoping in 10 years to, yeah, that again, that's the first thing I could think of. I was like, yeah, I would love to have a car. And that's a goal in the next like couple of years is to actually have a car to get to do like Ikea trips as an adult. And do that. <laughs> that is such an adult answer. I just yeah. want to go to Ikea. And I just like, don't want to like have to use my boyfriend's car. I'll be like, let me just take my own. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I've never needed one down here. So I just haven't gotten one, but yeah, a car driving. Okay. Yeah. Number nine, we have a lot of good restaurants in Whistler. Oh, do we ever. Ooh, what yeah. is your favorite? Okay. It's, I've literally been thinking about this so much since we were talking about the podcast. I just think about food and like growing <laughs> up, like I was thinking about Mongolia grill the other day and like the 50% off discount. And it was just like, made me really happy. Okay. My favorite in all of Whistler, this sounds so bougie, but the Rim Rock is my favorite place. Oh, you know eat. what? That is so funny because I've only ever eaten there once in my life. Oh my God. Okay. Because, okay, well that, because, that no, no, no. I mean, it's fancy. Well, but. we were either La Rua. You're either like 
Rimrock or La Rua? And then La yeah. Rua closed and now you're either Rimrock or Red Door. Totally, which I've never been to Red oh, Door. Oh, whoa, ever. girlfriend. Okay, so no, never been to Red Door. So that's a problem. It's, I mean, I feel like your Rimrock experience is a problem. We're going to agree to disagree on okay. our restaurant choices. Okay, yeah, never been to Red Door. That needs to change. I feel like Rimrock for us as a family is a very special place. My dad, um, again, like grew up with uh, the owner. He's yeah. been like a, a really close family friend. And we would go for Mother's Day, uh, birthdays, just yeah. really special meals there. And it's some of the best food I've ever had and like always the best staff. And um, again, this, like the servers have been there for like 30 yeah. years and they're incredible and yeah. their seafood's amazing and <laughs> but very good food. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> number 10. Yep. You have a boyfriend, but... I do. Most recent celebrity crush. Speaking of The Office. Okay, John Krasinski oh. is someone who I am obsessed with. I'm also obsessed with his wife, Emily Blunt. So Are they I not like them. the best couple ever? They're my goals to every degree possible. Yeah, they're they're incredible. I love John Krasinski. I was very into Noah Centineo for a while when his... Uh, Netflix movie came out. He's like a tall, tall, dark, handsome glass of water. Well, you can't um, go wrong there. I mean, you can't, right? <laughs> yeah. And also Chance the Rapper I've been into lately. Look. And Miguel, I don't know. Those are just hot, sexy men as well. And they're very talented. I don't know. No, really that random. was awesome. That was awesome. That was, yeah. that was my rapid fire. And I feel like every listener got to know you a little bit better okay good yeah that was I survived okay <laughs> all right good. let's just chit chat about kind of your upbringing in Whistler and now yeah. that you've lived in LA and you've worked in LA um, mm -hmm. how long did you live in LA for for a second so I've lived in LA a couple different times okay. um I lived there in oh god was it 2014 I was there for a couple months then I went back a couple years later I normally go there honest to god like 8 to 12 times a year it's, okay. it's like my second home Yeah um I haven't lived lived there since uh 2016 But you yeah. have left Whistler Yes I left when I was 18 and but now you come back of course. And this is something Natalie and I talked about in episode 11 is like, yeah. you have to leave to understand how awesome it is here. That could not be more true. You have to leave to understand how freaking lucky we were <laughs> to grow up where we did. For yeah. real. Yeah. You know, like even, even when I was younger, I knew, um, it's yeah, it, we were so lucky mm -hmm. and, and I definitely didn't take it for granted and I was really grateful. Um, but we were so busy as kids and, you know, it was just, I was ready, especially the industry I was getting into. I was ready to, and I was really independent too when I was younger. So I was ready to like get the, that apartment in Vancouver when I was 17 and I moved down here and I started training more and I started like jumping into it really young. So I was just ready to do that because I knew Whistler was only two hours away. Right. And so that's so exactly what I want to get into. Like you just yeah. knew, like what do you think it is in Whistler that we're, we're all such young kids, but a lot yeah. of us were successful and not only athletes, but like Natalie was a model. We've got yeah. like major business leaders. We've got other actors. 
and yeah. Olympians. Like, what is it that like Whistler I, just buds just, like, breeds these, these people? Yeah. So, like I, I, in your yeah. head when you when you're like, I'm going to get this, um, yeah, this apartment in Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> like, where did that come from? I don't know. I think for me, I knew again, it was cool because growing up in Whistler, we had such um, a tight community and all my friends I've known since kindergarten Mm -hmm. and I got to graduate with all of them. So we literally grew up together. So I knew a lot of my friends um, and people that I were close with that, um, that were going to do the university route, Mm -hmm. which, which is awesome. But I knew very early on that that wasn't for me. And I said straight up to my parents, I was like, I don't think I should go to university. I think that's going to be a big waste of money for you guys. You said that. I straight up was like, that would be a huge waste of money because that wouldn't make me happy. And they were like, okay, okay. Because I had some friends that, you know, I had friends that did the university thing and, um, and fair enough, that's like a very normal thing to go do after high school and try and figure out what you want to do. But I knew that I wanted to get in the industry somehow. And, and I, I just knew that academically dead on you wanted to me. be, you wanted to be an actor. Yeah. I knew that I wanted to do TV. I wanted to do film if possible. I knew in Vancouver, um, television was huge. They do have mm-hmm. also huge, you know, budget movies that come through. Um, now they film tons of Hallmark, like incredible opportunities for everybody. Yeah. Um, I saw you, but- you're on Hallmark too, aren't you? I did a I did a Hallmark Christmas movie a couple years ago and they air it every year. It's hilarious. Yeah, it because I am back. like kind of a Hallmark junkie. Just okay makes yeah. me happy and it's yeah. easy to watch. It's, it's feel good. And it's I was like, good. is that Jenna? And then obviously my face for like half the movie. You're like, okay. No, I loved it. It's so (laughs) great. That was one of the best uh, filming experiences I've ever had. Honestly, Hallmark is wonderful uh, to work for. Yeah. I had such a good time and it was so fun. Like we got to do a Christmas movie. How can you like not enjoy that? that? And I was just in like these cute turtlenecks the whole time. So I was like, (laughs) great. So were your, were your parents supportive of you leaving Whistler? Obviously sad, but supportive. A thousand percent. I grew up with the most incredible parents and brothers that like, it's it like, I, I can't even put it into words. They're so wonderful. And, um, yeah, they were, again, they just respected that I knew what I wanted. And I was like, yep, I'm going to go give this a try. And they're like, you know what, the fact that you want something and you're willing to go, go after what you want and go after these dreams and everything like that. They're like, we just want you to be happy. So whether that's, four years at university or whether that's you like going and crying for like five years because you know, like whatever you need to do, like we, we support that. And so, um, yeah, it was great. Cause my parents also like, my mom loves coming down to Vancouver. So she, um, was excited that she'd come down and visit all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, Vancouver was the place to start really taking those opportunities because in Whistler, you know, it was just, um, we had musical theater and we had dance and we had performing, but it was, uh, yeah, but we didn't have, and we didn't have any of that in Whistler. Like, okay, we had drama class, but yeah, we had drama. How dramatic like, can you be yeah. in the, the 10 person play? Right. And even like, as a, as a, yeah, right. And like, even as a teenager, you know, my mom and I, my mom would have to drive me down for these auditions. So, so, and I was okay. like, 
15 because Amazing. Vancouver is where everything is happening, right? Yeah. 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 So it was just the natural next step was to come down here. And so then Vancouver led you to LA. Yeah. And, and for me, again, I'm really fortunate. I've got some incredible friends in California Mm -hmm. and from filming projects here in Vancouver, I would make these amazing friendships with a lot of actors that came from LA. Mm -hmm. So when you make those connections, it's so nice because whenever I go down to LA, I always see them and it's funny, a lot of them are originally Canadian who have moved to LA. So that's why I love them even more because yes. they're from Toronto or they're from Alberta and they end up in LA uh, working. As an actor, is always a goal where you're like, okay, um, I know that having representation in LA is very helpful mm-hmm. um, just to gain other opportunities. So that's what I started doing once I booked a couple things that started a little bit of, I guess, momentum. My team up here, I was going down for a premiere and they said, oh, you know, we should set up some meetings for you while you're down there. And I was like, okay. It was a good time because I was going down there for something for work. So then, you know, it's just all hype and whatever. So So you went to this uh, premiere in LA. Yeah, I went to this premiere for this show I was doing and um, I went and had some meetings in LA. Basically, I came across an incredible manager named Atil who I just, he's still like such a close person in my life to this day. He's like the best human ever. Um, And uh, yeah, I got some rep in LA and then it got to the point where there was talk about coming down for pilot season, which is basically a time of the year in LA when a bunch of new pilots are released. They are looking for new actors, fresh faces. Um, They love Canadians. They're like, (laughs) okay, great. Well, most do, some don't, but... (laughs) They hate our accents, which is fair enough. But um, they would give me so much trouble. Like if you're filming, like a, a lot of American TV is filmed up here. And, you know, if I say a word that sounds a little bit Canadian, they'd come up and they'd be like, you really, you can't. And I'd be like, okay, I'm on it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. And then I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canadian. Classic, classic Canadian. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. So sorry. Let me just fix my speech. Amazing. But, so how did pilot um, season yeah. go down there? I feel like we're getting the inside scoop of how acting works because oh, I don't God. know. Well, and it's so different for every actor. Every actor that I know and I'm close with has had different experiences. Some you go down there. Some people I know book a pilot right away. Some people audition for 10 years and never book anything. Like it's so different for everybody. For me, I was really lucky. Um, LA was always a really, like really, really positive experiences. Um, So my first pilot season was awesome. Um, I was really busy. I lived in this huge home with uh, a couple really awesome girlfriends and we had like the best time. We would, you know, audition during the week and then um, we'd have people over on the weekends and it was just- Living it up in LA. It was hilarious. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm living in LA, like I'm going to do it right. Yes. And I, I was that. lucky. Yeah. And again, my parents were so supportive because I never went to university. So they're like, okay, this is you investing in your career. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to do. So they were very supportive. And um, it was a really great experience. And yeah, it was really cool. I actually prefer the audition rooms in LA to here in Vancouver. They're very different. What does that mean um, for people that don't know what that means? Yeah, fair enough. So um, I just found they were surprisingly more casual in LA. Casual is the word that just comes to the top of my head where it's like you walk in an audition room and the casting director is sitting on the couch and you sit on a chair and you literally just have 
the script or the scenes that you're doing and you'll just read it with the casting director. And it's like the most casual, non-pressure thing. Even if it's for like this big movie, it was like, I felt very comfortable there. Mm -hmm. While here in Vancouver, it's more, I feel like you more have to like present something, right? which is fair. You have to be prepared and you have to have something ready to go, which obviously hundred percent you need to do. But it's, it's, I don't know. It's funny because I grew up going to the audition rooms in here and then it was just like there was more pressure here. And then I go to LA where it should be more pressure and it was way, way more chill. And I think they're just, they were excited about when new actors come through. So they're just like nice. Most of them were lovely and just, yeah, I don't know. That was just, again, that was my personal experience. I've heard good. I've heard bad. Um, And so when you, when you pursued all of this, yeah, were you just solo on your own or did you have a buddy to go with? Um, yeah. So, um, when like the move to LA and the pilot season Mm -hmm. like that, or just, yeah. So, um, I, I definitely worked here in Vancouver as a local actor and gained some experience and, but like, um, even when you moved to Vancouver, did you just solo? Oh oh, yeah. That was, that was just solo. Yeah. What is it? Like, why are Whistler girls so independent? I don't know, man. And I think maybe it's because I had two older brothers. And by the time I came around, I was like, well, I'm doing this. So my mom's like, okay. Like it was just so cool. Yeah. I, I respect it so much. And I'm just trying to like awesome. figure out why we're so independent and like really driven and go after our goals. And, and maybe that's because like, again, the Whistler community is like, I don't know. It's so tight knit and like, it's so, it's just such good vibes. I know. There. I'm like, I don't know. do we all just thrive off of each other? Because I I moved from Toronto and I, I was yeah. like an, a serious like athlete in Toronto. And then I came to Whistler yeah. and I was like, I am not that serious athlete anymore. Like um, this yeah. other girl is like the bee's knees and I'm nothing. So you have to like gain. Oh. It's just like. You have to regain your confidence. And it's such yeah. a, it's like a, I don't, I don't want to say like elite group of people, but like a group of but it kind of is. A community that's like just so driven. I don't know. It is. It's like Whistler's like a lot in a really good way. It's just I feel like people that are in Whistler are passionate, whether passionate. it's about yes. whether it's about skiing or whether it's about just being there and, and um, cooking in an incredible restaurant or just um, working like the even the Aussies I would meet that would just come for the season just to have a job on the mountain yeah. and get to ski and they were like so happy and the people I would meet even going up the chairlift when I was like 13 I'd meet people from all over the world that come to Whistler just to like be there and yeah. experience it so it's I think it's just the locals were always really passionate about That's so true whatever whatever reason they were there they were like so happy to be yeah. there and I think that just breeds positivity and like goals and just good people drive, create good people around good people like it that just, just it creates cool things it totally does yeah and I think it's just a very passionate positive place I, 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 you're <laughs> you right know? you're totally right and that is like what gave you your independence but also your family it's it's so cool so it's so important what yeah. what happened uh, what what are you up to now oh god what am I doing now um, well, uh, as far as right now, so two years ago, I, I got to a point, I was in my like late, late twenties and I was like, okay, 
I've been doing the acting, auditioning, working nights for almost 10 years. Like I was, you know, I was filming and auditioning since I was like 16 years mm-hmm. old. So I got to a point in my late, late twenties where I was like, okay, not what else, but I was just, I got to a point where I was ready for a change. I was ready for a breather. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really happy in the position where I was with my acting team and um, where my career was headed for sure. I was in a really good place. I just wanted a break. And it was weird. I got to this point where I was like, okay, if, and I was so terrified to take a break because it's all I've known since I was very young. And it's the reason why I came down to Vancouver. And like I said earlier, it's like, it was, it was who I defined myself as for 10 plus years. But then I was like, okay, if I want to take a break, I want to either learn another skill. I want to go back to school. I want to learn something new. I want to meet new people. I want to maybe try a new life experience. Mm -hmm. I was just at this place in my life where I was like, that's what I want. I want to feel more well-rounded. I want to, because again, being in the industry for so long, you're around the same kind of people and the same kind of just experiences. And I was like, I just want something new. Yes. And I took the leap and I was like, okay, I talked to my team. I was like, I just want to break. And my agent was so sweet. She's like, you've been doing this for like over 10 years and you've never taken a break. She's like, take a break. And I was like, I think I'm going to take a break. She's like, like, yeah, she's like, do it. Like I've had so much support even just stepping back from the industry because I know lots of women too that go and have kids and come back four years later and book a show. Like it's just, it's so different for everybody. I went back to school. Um, My mom was always involved in healthcare and I was always kind of interested in that. So I was like, okay, I'd like to maybe see what job opportunities lie in that line of work, mm-hmm. because I think that would be really fulfilling if I wanted to try something new for a couple of years. I think that would be so great. And I am so glad I did. Yeah. I went and got my medical office assistant certificate. And How long did that take? I, my gosh, it was so intense. So it was like a two year medical program crammed into like seven weeks. What? Yeah. So it was so intense. But that is how I go to school too. I'm like, let's get her done. Let's get her done. I mean, yeah. And I was like, and again, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take the time. I'm going to go to school. But it was, it was intense. It was so intense. And literally I felt like I was at medical school. I was like, no, I'm not a doctor, but this is crazy. You've been practicing that now. Yeah. So basically after uh, the program ended, I was super fortunate that this opportunity fell into my lap to work in pediatrics, which I never in a million years had thought of, but um, it was through another classmate. They were looking for just someone to fill in a six month spot mm-hmm. as an employee. And I was just like, okay, I would like, sure, let me just try this out. And working in pediatrics, yeah, I worked with a behavior specialist. And it, again, it was like the coolest experience I've ever had. I loved working with kids. I loved working with the families. I learned a lot medically. Like I came across some really interesting medical cases. And I just like, I don't know if it's because I just grew up watching Grey's Anatomy with my mom. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is so interesting. Like, I find it so yeah, interesting. Yeah. So You found another passion. Super, I was like, oh my God, this is so fulfilling. I love helping families and working with kids. And now um, after that ended, again, I got this other opportunity to work mostly with the elderly. I work with a, an eye surgeon um, currently. He's a glaucoma specialist. So most of my patients are like very elderly and so amazing. And um, I've been doing that for the past year and a bit. Go back to work like 
month ago and it's been, it's been insane. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, super interesting to work in healthcare during a pandemic. I've learned a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, again, our patients are like very elderly. So it's just been, um, really fulfilling kind of getting them through this time because it's very scary and very, um, well, our parents are are getting up there. (laughs) Well, oh my God. I literally have been so emotional this week. I'll see like one of my favorite patients will come in and She's like 83 and then I'll just start thinking about my mom and I'll be like, oh, I know my dad. Yeah, I know. Oh, and, and your family, like your parents. Can I just say quickly that the intro by your mom <laughs> is my favorite thing in the whole world. Thank I you. love her so much. I could listen to her talk all day. I know I should uh, have her shout on out to Alex. Shout out to mama. Seriously. Shout out to mama. Both are moms, yeah. man. And I love that they're friends. I know. So they're easy, such right? good friends. It's so awesome. <laughs> and our dads friends. are such good friends. Seriously. Want to round this out is <laughs> I had yeah. to do like a fact check on uh, episode 11 because I was like, when did Whistler and Blackcomb join? And that was in 1997. See, I wouldn't have known that. So good So for you. I did a little fact check. I might have to fact good check job. into this one. But I do want to round it out with kind of my takeaways yeah. as to like, Again, you're such an independent, strong, confident woman. And Great. and I feel like Whistler, growing up in Whistler had something to do with that. Also, obviously, you're amazing parents. But a couple oh. things that I took away from this were that, well, I learned about audition rooms in LA and oh. Vancouver. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Inside scoop. Very different. Very different. <laughs> um, yeah. But again, it came down to people having a passion and really at the age of 15, you seem to have had this passion to get into the acting business, which is what drove you. terrifying. Which is, no, it's so cool. And there is a young girl in Whistler that I will be interviewing. And I'm like, she had a passion. She went for it. And I have so many questions for her. She's like, she went went waste free for a year. And I'm just like, okay, Whistler breeds good, good people, you know? At 15, or sorry, not 15, yeah, but like, 16, yeah, like, yeah. Wow. I know. I, lo- I, I honestly, I love that. And I feel like Whistler has always like inspired me and the people that I've met and the people that have come out of it and what's come out of the community. It's been like, yeah, it's, it's hard to even put words to it because it, that's exactly what it is. It's just like, we've had driven, yeah. happy, yeah. passionate people. And we've had good leaders, like be it our parents or our teachers that that really yeah. paved the way for us as well. Yeah. It's such a good, it's, great community. Well, yeah. Jenna, thank you for being you on for Dropping saying. In. I really appreciate thank you it. so much. I will come anytime. <laughs> Thanks, love. Bye. Drop in next Thursday as we chat with our fourth Whistler kit. If you want to see some old Whistler photos, head over to Dropping In with Mercedes on Instagram. Thank you, DJ Kenosis, for the music and my mom for the intro voice. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence 
all in less than 15 minutes, you have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. <laughs>